I told myself, okay, I'm going to be the customer service guy. I'm going to be the, the one that serves and love people. But again, you can't just say it. So I'd write down the principles, like, how am I really going to be? Can I honor these? When I hire people to come work underneath me on my team, they are going to have to say yes and truly live, not just say these principles every single day. Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from. Where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be successful? Don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is Trevor Cowley, as always. OG, triple OG, Kilo G. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I got something yeah, to throw yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. He, Kel's not quite ready, but yeah. ready or not, here we come. Guys, today we have an amazing guest, Ryan Flint. Um, he's done a lot, a lot of cool stuff that we're going to basically uncover today. Um, some of the stuff we're aware of because we've been able to chop it up for the last you know 15 or 20 minutes. But this is an individual that runs in kind of some of the same circles that we run in. We've seen his face a few times. I think everybody kind of has people that they have seen or they know about that run in some of the same circles that they haven't quite linked up with yet or they haven't met yet but you just know based upon who they're running with that they're they're just good people and that's ryan because yeah. he's running into some of the same circles we bumped into each other what was a couple of weeks ago up in salt lake yeah um we i guess we met one time prior at the gym for about you know three minutes many many years ago but you know, uh, Ryan's done a lot of amazing stuff. He's done a lot of cool stuff. And, and as he's unpacked some of that uh, over the last 15, 20, 30 minutes that he's, that he's hung out with us, it's been very, very impressive. And so if you will tell him a little bit about yourself in terms of some of the success that you've seen, where you're currently at, and then we'll start diving in a little bit about kind of the process that it took to get you there. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, too. absolutely. It's, uh, it's good to be here in sunny St. George. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't hey. complain about the good weather here. But yeah, I, uh, I'm a commercial real estate broker uh, focused on mostly cor corporate stuff. I do a lot of office, land, industrial, uh, some retail, but uh, mostly it's it's with consistent big companies, yeah, big consistent corporations, com yeah, consistent companies and developers. And, and uh, did you know about that stuff going into real estate like that? Because you just educated me anyways, Kel may have already known about kind of that sector of real estate where, cor so he says he's on the corporate side. So in other words, like big corporate companies that are expanding, they have one agent and they, they interview a bunch of agents, but there's like the, is it S O I R or yeah, S I? Yeah. S I O R. S I O R yeah. is like a specific rating that agents get if they've earned a certain amount of money for a certain amount of years and they can't fluff it because they get your broker statements, your brokers have to send it in and they have to go through this whole process to be able to earn that. And then there's large companies that won't even look at you as an agent unless you have that because they want the best of the best. And so he can work with large corporations. They say, yo, like he interviewed with one company to get all of their uh, uh, commercial property the on the west, all west of Mississippi. Right. right. Where like they're interviewing people like, yo, you got West of Mississippi, you got, you know, and they reach out to guys like that to where they're doing big, yeah. big, big commercial deals <laughs> with one agent in the United States or maybe two or three that they have in their back pocket, depending right. on the region. That's cool. Which is something that, I mean, I thought it was like your residential and then you had kind of the commercial, the building stuff. I didn't know that there was another level of like 
corporate uh, commercial. Yeah. Is that, is that the right. best way to call it? Corporate yeah, commercial? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, you know, the way that you can refer it in the residential world is a lot like the guys that do only luxury or like mountain properties. Yeah. Um, the park cities, the, you know, $25 million estates. And, so people you know, find their little niches. Niche. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. so did you know you were going to go into that niche going into real estate? Like, uh, like day one, when you said, I'm going to get a real estate license, was it, I'm going to do residential. You knew for a fact it was commercial or did you already have your eyes set on the corporate stuff? No, I, uh, I, I did not do the residential thing. Um, you went straight to I commercial. I went straight to commercial and I, I grew up around, uh, some, my dad was a big entrepreneur. Okay. And, uh, he, he was one of the big vendors for FedEx. Okay. And so I, I saw what he was doing around the country and in Canada and, you know, grew up walking warehouses and understanding all the little components of, uh-huh. of industrial real estate, you know, truck parking. And when you say you grew up understanding, did you grow up here in Utah? Yeah, I grew up here in Utah. Up in yeah. Salt Lake area. Yeah, in Salt Lake and in Davis County is where I, I grew up. But his warehouse was in Salt Lake and Ogden. And, and uh, I, I just loved the big stuff. I didn't, I didn't really know I was going to be in real estate. But when I, when I decided to go into real estate, I did not want to go into residential because just because it's so emotional and I'm not an emotional guy. You wanted to uh, be business. Yeah. I wanted to deal with sophisticated business owners that, that, that were that ready to execute. It's logic. Yeah. Emotions gone. Yeah. This makes sense. Let's do it. It doesn't make sense. We're not doing that. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, you know, the, the asset classes that I focus on, they're really recession proof. You know, mm. they're really, you know, if COVID was one of our very best years because we just turned the hat sideways, you know? Yeah. And, uh, in the, what what uh, what makes it that way when you when you say it's well I do a lot proof. of I do a lot of warehousing mm-hmm. and so uh-huh. manufacturing distribution think about what in COVID manufacturing Went took up. off yeah, yeah, yeah. there there were hat companies making masks and there were you know they were there were lotion companies making a hand sanitizer and they needed to grow uh. I represent one of the larger food storage companies in the world and I mean we were we were getting three four five. Wow you know, uh, six digit square foot buildings, like in two weeks notice. Wow. You know, and, and so, so everybody during COVID, they were in a panic and they were just buying up food storage when the toilet exact. paper started gum, like missing on the shelves. They're like, Oh shit, exactly. Food's next. Their business just exploded. Exactly. And, and you know, I historically haven't done a lot of retail, like the, the actual retail box stores, but, yeah. uh, I, I did help a lot of, uh, like drive throughs. Um, and, and that's not my expertise. I just partner up with, with yeah. people. I would just be the, the communication piece of the relationship and, uh, you know, office that people were working from home. It was, you know, getting creative and, and creating, you know, just different opportunities. And again, it's, there's so many people it's like, Oh, well, I'm just going to take a year off. You know, I'm going to go get another job. I'm, I don't know what to do. Right. You know, where I was like, okay, this is our opportunity to dig our to heels double, in the, double down. Yeah. Dig our heels in the dirt and let's, let's start reaching out to every single client, you know, hundreds and hundreds of them just to make sure that they're good, how we can get creative if they need to downsize or upsize or get another space or, you know, get yeah. creative or add a drive through. And then, you know, again, it was, uh, when I got into business, I, I always, wanted to be the best customer service guy because there just, there just isn't any of that out Uh, there. Uh, Do you think that that's what's like young agents, whether you're talking about residential commercial or whatever it is, 
Do you think that that's a kind of a, a big issue in the real estate game? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just the service <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. Or? You know, and, and, and I'll compliment the home realtors. They, they do a lot better job than the commercial guys. The commercial guys are, are, uh, is it because uh, the ego? Staunch. Yeah. Is it just yeah. e- like infl- just the money's inflated their bro, ego? They yeah. think their shit don't stink. That's right. So therefore, if it's not already a done deal, they don't even really want to show up. They're just they they just believe that it's that it should be given to them almost with that arrogance about them. Totally. Yeah. Totally. When I when I was at my first shop and uh, I was just getting to learn the business, um, I sat back and and I learned more about how I how I. Uh, how didn't not, how not, it. yeah, yeah how, you how not to do operate. the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty analytical, reflective guy. And yes, I, I would just dive into the phone book like I was told. And, <laughs> and uh, it, it frustrated me because there was no personal touch. There was no like secret uh. sauce at all. It was, you know, and then uh, I would get a call from maybe somebody that needed 3000 square feet of warehouse and you know, let's just say that the commission was 2,500 bucks. Well, the guy that I work for was like, why would you even waste your time? And, mm. it, and, and it really resonated on me that, that I kept telling myself, I'm going to be the, the exact opposite of this individual. Not yeah. that I don't love and respect him as a person, but God, I, I, I'm a relationship guy. I'm not a transaction guy. Mm. Like the transactions mm. come when you just love people. Yeah. Mm. And so from literally day one, month one, I was like, okay, my secret sauce or my niche is, is not going to be corporate. It's not going to be just office or industrial. I'm going to be the one that has the best customer service. I'm going to create my boundaries or my non-negotiables, mm. which are now my principles that hang on my wall, my core values that I'm going to love people. I'm going to serve people first and I'm going to be relational not transactional. And you have to be authentic. You can't just say that. And that's the hard part. It it becomes hard. It's easy. It's easy to say it. It's easy to say it. And it's easy to say that after you've made a bunch of money too. Mm -hmm. Right? Like us coming up in business, you know, it was, it was about money. It was just money, money, money. And then you start making money and you're like, that's not what it's about. It's really about service right? It's about caring. It's about, you know, doing whatever you can to go above and beyond and, and go the extra mile. Because in reality, when you do that, you receive also a deposit, you feel good about yourself. And you you have the ability to make money rather than having it just be low frequency, just transactional, whatever, whatever, right? Well, yeah, it's all about and, the experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, nobody, nobody likes to feel like you're just another number. And unfortunately, nowadays, everything's just like, Automate, 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 automate. If you mm. can like, it's not that hard nowadays to actually be different and counterculture and be like, well, I just actually want to treat people really well. Yeah. <laughs> and then you actually have an edge on all your competition. Like, so by just but, caring. But and what being else human. do I've got to do? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Literally just care more than the other individual. And over uh, an extended period of time, because you care that will compound just like an interest rate, right? Yep. If it's all transactional, you don't really have the same ability to have that compound effect. Yeah, you can line your pockets real quick, but if you're trying to do what Ryan's done in terms of that level of success in this game, you're going to have to do more than just work hard, yeah. right? You've got to have more than just that one ingredient. That one ingredient will get you to a certain point, but then you got to kind of wake up to some of the other ingredients. You can only grind for so long 
before you have to care and serve and love your customers so that it has the ability in 10 years to be sitting where you're sitting mm -hmm. in a position that's probably, you know, really, really good financially, right? But yeah. you didn't get there sheerly just through hard work. It was the other ingredients that yeah. you put as a priority, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And, and you know what? I, I told myself, okay, I'm going to be the customer service guy. I'm going to be the, the one that serves and love people. But again, you can't just say it. So I'd write down the principles, like, how am I really going to be? Can I, can I honor these? Can I, when I hire people to come work underneath me on my team, they are going to have to say yes and truly live, not just say these principles every single day. And guys, there's been times where I've had, had guys come in and make, you know, juniors underneath me make 250 grand in their first six months and they can't live the principles and they walk out the door yeah. because ask, it's not me, about the money. Let me ask you this. So did you, did you, did, do you feel as though that you escaped the ego moments because I mean, we're all human. No. We're all human, right? Like no, I, I had those moments. Okay. Uh, you know, the, so the, you, you came in like, I want to serve, you know, and you, you came in maybe with a, the right mindset, but then life happens. Right. And sometimes we get caught up in our own ego with the money. Things are going good. You know, there, there were moments of the ego kind of getting the best of you. And then as you've matured, you, you kind of slowly try to put that to bed more and more and yeah. more. Honestly, it was a little bit of the opposite. I okay. came into the business and I, I mean, everyone loves real estate, right? It's such a good investment. Yeah. Um, some of my, my friends that I knew uh, and were associated with, um, I knew they did really well in the commercial realm, you know, cause commercial, uh, buildings and leases are the, the value. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. there's, there's, you do the percentage on the dollar is 10 times the, the residential. residential. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so you know, I, I, I admit that initially it was, okay, this is a business that I know how to get along with people. I know how to sell. Um, you know, I, I look the part, I act the part, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And it was about the money that, and about three, four weeks into it, five weeks, I just sat back and my heart was just hurting because I'm thinking, God, I hope that it's just not the experience that I'm having watching my, you know, quote unquote mentor at the time. And those around me, like these guys are, they're dicks. Yeah. They, they, All they they're care rich, but they seem miserable. Yeah. But, but when you look at it, like they were rich in that moment mm -hmm. to me because I wasn't, mm. you know, I was, I was excited to make 50 grand my first, my first year, honestly, mm -hmm. I just wanted to get into the business and learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if a commission came in that was a thousand bucks, I, I was it. pumped. Yeah. And this so, was so, what age? Uh, this was back in like 2012. So I was 20, 24, 23, 24. somewhere in there. Yeah. I was what, young. What were you doing before that? Before you decided to get into real estate yeah, so from I was, like 18 to 20? Yeah, I was in point. the, I was in the fitness world and I owned a, I owned a gym and, and I was training CEOs and doing nutrition for, uh, some professional, uh, so you've always been around high teams. level people. Your totally. dad was a high level entrepreneur. There was high level people around him. You get out of high school, you're training CEOs yeah. then you go into the commercial game, which is all high level people. Yeah. What, what do you think separates? Um, I mean, you've been, and, and even where we met you in Salt Lake was around a bunch of people that are 
high level, yeah. right? That are just greats in what in whatever area that they're great in. Like you were great, you're great in real estate, yeah. right? Wags is great in the food and beverage industry and mm-hmm. in real, you know, there's a, a lot of people that are doing a lot of cool ass shit. In, in your eyes, what do you think makes the difference? What are some of the key ingredients that makes somebody great versus somebody average in the exact same industry? Because it seems as though that your life has been surrounded by, you know, high achievers. And so I want to know if you've kind of pinpointed a few different characteristic traits, habits, anything like that yeah. to greatness. Yeah, I mean, it go, going going back to, to, you know, the first month or two in my in my career where I was all I just wanted to make money for my family. That's yeah. it. You know, I, I, I got the text messages. Are we going to make the mortgage at the end of the month? And it was 1400 bucks. Like I'm, I'm going to be real with you. And it would stress me out, but I, I had the personality, the grind, the work ethic, you know, the personality. I always had really good relationships, uh, especially when I was training. Uh, little did I know, I, I knew a lot of high end business guys you know, executives, professional athletes. I was, I was running around in a circle that I didn't, I wasn't even aware of. And it was, it was so normal to you it, that it was yes. just considered normal. It wasn't it, like you weren't aware of like, holy shit, I'm around greatness constantly. That's right. It was totally normal. And it was because of those people that I got into commercial and corporate. And, um, I, I loved real estate. My family, you know, my, my father-in-law was in real estate and I, I looked up to him and, and, uh, it, it, it was the people around me that said, hey, you need to do this commercial thing. And more than that, you need to get into like what our broker does. You know, he represents all 50 of our locations around the country on the corporate side. Yeah. And so, yeah, in the back of my mind, I, I, whatever I put my mind to, I usually get it. Mm. And so, in the, you know, but I was quiet about it. I wanted to learn everything. Um, and I'm a fast learner. Uh, when I was younger and, uh, and my son's like this, most of my conversations were with my friend's parents. Um, <laughs> that, that was just me. I, I, you grew up around high level yeah. people. So you were around yeah. high level conversations. So the conversations with the homies weren't as high level as the conversation yeah. with the adults because you were already <laughs> mentally surpassed that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, uh. I'd end up hanging out with, with the dads in the living room talking about business or finance or, or buildings or, you know fun stuff like that, money, cars, and uh, my friends would be playing Xbox or something that I really never was passionate about. Mm. And so um, as I'm sitting there in in my first couple of months, I, I started to just notice how much greed and ego and flex was, was in the commercial brokerage world. Mm. It's a small group of individuals. So um, and what's great is, you know, they're big room they're, to host them. Yeah, with all those egos. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> and everybody has their flex and, and the, the, the corporate world is you lock your drawers, you lock your files, you can't share anything because, you know, you tell somebody you're working with X client, they get jealous. They, they cold call your, your, your client yeah. that you're, you're trying to court and, and they say, oh, well, I'm 20 years ahead of this guy. Why would you work with him when you can have me? And so it, everybody's it's that stabbing cut. each other oh in the my back gosh, type it's, situation. It's terrible. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, okay, well, I'm a, ba- a lot better person than this. Um, how can I be, be different? And that's where I, I said, you know, I'm just going to capitalize on, on treating people the right way. And it was hard because you, you have to, uh, I had to ask myself, okay, can you do three to five things for somebody without asking them for business? 
take into take in mind that I'm trying to just make my bills too. Can I do three to five things of service or love authentically, not bullshit, for somebody in order to just cultivate a relationship? And if at the end of the the time they ask for you to be like, hey, tell me what you tell me, or just tell me what you do, Uh. you know, Uh, or say, hey, if can I, I would love to at least learn a little bit about your real estate. I mean, I'm brand new, so it's hard for these big CEOs to be like, yeah, bro, come on in. Yeah. Um, but I knew I'm good enough like family that I had no problem asking. And I would even say, Hey, I'll bring in a senior guy. I just want to learn. I'll make sure that I pick the best yeah, senior guy. With yeah, somebody yeah. Or whatever. It, I, it was matter. all about yeah. the, the sharing. Yeah. And, uh, so I started doing it and it was hard because people were like, no, like you don't need to do anything for me. But you know, if, if I could find a plumber that, that would be cool. Um, but no big deal. I'd go find a plumber. And, mm. you know, just through my, my contacts, I've always been super uber connected, connected like yeah. crazy. I just never gave myself enough grace or credit mm. for it, honestly. Mm. But I've, I've known everyone. And so I just started to do that. And it, it became a domino effect yeah. where it was like, oh, wow, you know, I got this company's uh, real estate. Oh, I just got this listing. And then people talk. Yeah. When you do something totally different mm. rather than, you know, I'm one and done. A lot of brokers are one and done in my world. And uh, I would rather do they got 100 their, they deals got their, with they got three guys. Cheddar. They got their cheddar. They're ready to be done with that one and move on to the next deal. Yeah. And, and, and the biggest thing that you'll hear is I'm only as good as my next deal. How you doing? I'm only as good as my next deal. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not me. I'm only as good as the relationships that I have because hmm. my next deal is going to come and From the next deal and the next deal and forever. There's, there's clients that will be loyal uh, to me as I'm loyal to them forever. Yeah. Um, but I always got, I can't get complacent, you know, and, and that's why I, I have non-negotiables with people that come underneath me that I hire to help me is, Hey, this is how we roll. I don't expect you to be exactly like me, work as hard as, a, as me, you know, um, treat people like me, but there's still a standard, but there's a standard and it's, it's a non-negotiable. And I, and like I said, I had, I had a junior that had his MBA and was working for Goldman Sachs and just honestly a killer. And in the first six months as, as a junior made, made quarter of a million bucks, which is unheard of. So what did he do differently than the ones that didn't make the quarter million in the first six months? Because that that's that's the thing is is like if you're in real estate, why is one real estate, whether it's residential or not, making a half a million dollars a year, and then there's the other agent that's struggling to make a hundred or a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, and in commercial, there's guys making millions and millions of dollars a year, and then there's other ones that are probably making a quarter million dollars a year, right? But did that guy last? That no. guy didn't last with you. He didn't last because he wasn't he wasn't living by the principles. Right. He 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 saw what he was making. And he started to get greedy. Mm. He started to, you know, come to me cut and say, I want more. Or, mm. Started to cut corners. Exactly. He started to make it more about the transaction than the relationship. Mm. Did you have to and, let him go or did he work himself out? Dude, he, he, he worked himself out. He, yeah. he knew because he, he, he came to me and was like, Ryan, I, I just can't treat people the way that you treat people authentically. 
I appreciate it as candor. Yeah. Is honesty. That's tough, especially yeah. when you're making money like that. And I said, well, I'm the type of guy that's always going to leave the door open because I really enjoy working with you. You're a good guy. I'm happy to, I'm happy to help you. Mm. But honestly, you're going to hurt our business way more than you're going to help it. If, if you're telling yourself that in the mirror, let alone telling me that. Do you think it's like, when you say tra he's transactional, is it just like, well, it's just a waste of time to do all these extra things, right? So he's just you get like, addicted I don't to the money, bro. Yeah, you, you get addicted, and and that's not a bad thing, right? But you can do it with a little bit of grace and some class, sure. yeah, right. And it's the little things when when we do a deal and we get it done, we don't just collect our check and then never hear from yeah. hear from us again. Yeah, no, I I do the little things like, you know, what we learned when we were kids, right? Write the handwritten thank you note, you know. Right. Send them something. Um, follow them. up on their birthdays. Yeah. I I will send them a random text message during the week. Right. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. You know, how's your family? Right. How's your kids? Like, what's new? Let's go yeah. catch up. You know, you don't have to go take all your clients to lunch, but goodness gracious, you can be a a, a decent man, a yeah. decent person, because you go shopping with your friends. Think about going on vacation with a complete stranger compared to somebody that you're really good friends with. Right. You know, you guys work together because you're friends. Yeah, first. vacations will like, fart around each other and whatever. That's right. But if, if it was the first time we ever did it, I'd probably hold the fart in. That's you right. But, but, but think about that when, when they're executing on, on uh, you know, million-dollar properties or, yeah. you know, multi-million-dollar yeah. properties or, you know, strategies uh, around uh, – truck you know truck timing and supply chain and logistics and hiring and yeah. you know we we tell them exactly what they need to hear yeah and that's been a beautiful thing for me is you know i'm just dead honest with people because i've created that that uh that connection with them that they trust me and they know i love them and yeah. so i mm. i don't have to i don't like have them. to just be yeah. well yeah we have this group and this group and the activity's great when no, you know what? We're struggling with this property. Yeah. This one's been tough. They already know we're working our guts off. Yeah, they're, right. they're, they couldn't go hire the, the, bro the next else. broker yeah. and, and have something better. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's no competition when it comes to the work ethic and the, and, and making sure it's in front of the right people. Right. But you say that and you say, let's, let's sit down and get creative. What, 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 what do you think just from your eyes or, or uh, what could we do differently? Or how can we pivot? How can we get creative? Yeah. That's to the answer of you know why are some of these brokers different? A, it's how they treat people. B, it's you got to put in the work. And C, it's most people aren't creative. Yeah. Again, during COVID, a lot of people just tucked their tail between their legs and said, you know what, right life sucks. Yeah. You know, it's going to be eight months before I do a deal. Um, I, I've got to go look at my savings account, make sure that, you know, I'm not spending too much and you know, I'm going to put my guards up and where we were in the office the next day saying, okay, let's make sure we call everyone. Let's yeah. a, let's make sure they're okay. Yeah. Nothing to do with business. Let's make sure they know that we're here. We're not, we're not taking it off. Mm -hmm. Um, and B let's get creative. Yeah. There's, there's like the, the food, uh, the food storage company, you know, they've got a million square feet in Salt Lake City, but 
they're they can't even keep product on the shelf because everyone's ordering food storage. Wow. So instead of going, well, landlords are only going to do, you know, five and 10 year deals on their thing. I'm going to landlords saying, Hey, I need a three month deal. I need a four month deal. It could turn into a five year deal or a 10 year deal. I don't know, but it's about my client. Like how, how can we work together? Mm. We'll make sure that it's spotless clean. That's we'll make sure that we creative. pay the rent all the way up front, Yeah, you know, and then you just set those expectations uh, on both sides again, but you do it not for the commission. You do it yeah. for the the gratification of, of helping somebody. It's like um, the epitome of the long game, dude. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> says like, Hey, I'm in it for the long term. I'm in it for the long term. Like it's like, well, no, you're not. If you're not actually doing the extra mile or getting creative with a customer and figuring out how you can serve them and connect them or create a different experience in their company to, to win. Right. And that's like, if you, if you are really truly in, in it for the long game, like you're going to do all those extra steps to cultivate that relationship instead of just chasing the commission. But most people say they're in the long game, but they're not. Here's, I mean, here's how I look at it though. Like when you're talking about the long game, like you can, you could be transactional and you can do transactions for the rest of your life. Right? Like that's just, that just is what it is. And you could still be successful. Mm -hmm. But how I look at it is if you're a transactional individual, you will do that for the rest of your life. You're going to have to earn every transaction. If you're playing the long game and you cultivate these relationships over the course of five or 10 years, guess what? Business is now knocking on your door where you're not having to just be the transactional chasing business for the rest of your life in order to make that year's check, right? Yeah. So to speak, right. or that annual income. Eventually, the annual income finds you if you do all the things right, like building relationships and right. make it more than just a transaction. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. And when, when, you, when, you're, when you're working on those relationships, there's many times where I'll just get a call saying, hey, I, I, I know that this is probably beyond your, your bandwidth or too small or what whatnot. It's in this state, but I just want, I trust you. Can you help me? Yeah. And I'll facilitate, you know, let's just say in Phoenix or Denver, I've got buddies that I trust that I've already set expectations that, that when I send a referral, they know they've got to treat that person as if Ryan treats them. Right. You know, I don't want to have that phone call from my client going, God, why'd you send me to him or her? Yeah. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, when we talk about the long game and being abundant, it's, it's even one step further than that being in being the access point for mm. everything. Mm. You know, how, how many times do I get a message that says, Hey, you're super connected. I'm trying to find a job. Any ideas? Do I make any money on that? No. Right. But am I going to help? Yeah. Cause yeah. that's who I am. Commercial real estate and brokerage is what I do. It's, yeah. it's how I create, you know, uh, a living for my family, for myself. And, yeah. and it, it's just a resource for me to build my own wealth. Yeah. But being a good human is but a, being a good human is is a lifelong thing that's who i am and right. that always comes before what i do so that's been that's been probably the most gratifying thing is is being access whether i'm you know you know i mean and and, uh, and, and i think money or not. i think this is a lesson like in business just in general it's not just for real estate agents or, no. or anybody in real estate it's it it's about the relationship game in general, whether you're talking about in business or in real estate and real estate is its own business, right? Yeah. It's a sector of business. And so it's just easy to understand it 
a little bit better when you frame it as real estate. Because I, I, I don't know, it, when you're selling accounting, it's easy. Well, it's just accounting. It's just a, No, you're building relationships with people, whether it's accounting, whether it's a toy store, because yeah. it's a feeling or an emotion that people get when they're around you or they do business with you. That's what's going to keep them coming back. So it's far more about the experience and the relationship than it is a transaction. Anybody can do the the ones and twos on a PL. Anybody could sell them a, a, a piece of commercial real estate, but not everybody can make them feel the way that they feel when they buy a piece of commercial real estate. And that's just, that's the big difference in life or business in general. If you want to be of success, make sure that you have an emotion or a feeling that every single time somebody's around you, that's what they feel. They know that you have their back. They know that you're going to take care of them. And when they, when you send them somebody, they don't question it because it came from you. And it just feels good to have people like that in your corner and people like that in your life that are connected, that are good, that are genuine. And therefore, the universe takes care of you because you're doing all the right things, yeah, right? Absolutely. And it doesn't matter the business of the industry. If you take those same principles and apply it to your life, you'll be successful in whatever vertical you're in. Well, I'll say that most people, not all, most, they want to reciprocate. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. it does not feel good to just like take or receive without like wanting to give back, back right yeah. so if you can create an experience like man man ryan really helped me out in that time where i needed a job and he connected me here here and here and then that guy ends up you know whatever having an opportunity to then serve some business back ryan's way he's gonna do it one day or the company that he works for is looking for a commercial or something where hey you should you know hit up Ryan. well i yeah. think that people i think that people kind of confuse like you know we're talking about long game and and being transactional and all these things and people kind of confuse like where they need to be urgent, like have urgency, right? Cause like when you're in sales and you're out networking, you're trying to do deals and you're trying to feed your family. It's like, it's easy to get transactional cause you're just urgent. You're like try, urgently trying to get all these things done, but it's hard to be urgent and build long-term relationships, but you just have to kind of flip it a little bit because, and it's a really good strategy because people do want to reciprocate. So if you can be urgent in like trying to help solve a problem for somebody instead of mm. just get your deal done, you know, like you, you, you're, you're just flipping the script. You still be urgent. I look for that when I'm hiring a sales guy or, or I'm hiring, we're hiring accountants. Like we want people that are gonna be like, okay, this is a problem you saw. We need to do it urgently, but not transactionally where it's just one and done over and over and over again, churn and burn. A lot of times people get that confused. They're like, I'm just trying to be urgent because I got a lot to do in order to hit my goals. And it's like, okay, well then you need to be urgent about helping people and making it reciprocal so that you can actually win the long game. Right. And well, so I, I, I think that they're just putting the end result um, in the front and not really thinking about the equation that creates the end result, right? Like one plus one equals two, right? So that's the equation and it equals that. So taking care of people, loving them, doing the right thing, being an individual, they're of service, even outside yeah. of your industry, that's the equation and the transaction ends up being the result, right? right? Like people want to lose 20 pounds. They're focused on the end result. What is the process? What's the equation to lose 20 pounds? I'm going to show up to the gym every single day for the next year. That's what I'm going to focus on. And by default, the result will happen. And so I think people put the end in mind and they're doing business with the end in mind. In other words, the result. And that, that causes uh, some issues personally, because you're not going to feel good about who you are. You're going to know deep down that all you are is a transactional individual. It feels good more so to be of service than it does to make lots of money, 
right? Like there's plenty of people that sacrifice their life. We had that lady on our podcast that she goes around and helps the, the sex traffic children yeah. try to rescue, you know, they're of service. They're far richer than a lot of people are in life in general, not necessarily financially, but because they're of service, they are an individual that feels different within themselves. And that's really what it's about. I think a lot of people that just go straight to transactional, they don't feel good about who they are. And that's a way for them to make themselves feel good and feel worthy, right? That it's that transaction that says, oh, you're worthy. Here's a $50,000 commission check. They don't understand that there's a greater feeling in taking care of a human being. And then by default, having a $50,000 commission check. Mm -hmm. Right. So we have to stop thinking about the end result and start thinking about really the ingredients that it takes to create the end result and focus more on the ingredients. If the ingredients are waking up and going to the gym every single day to get to whatever your weight loss goal is, just focus on doing that and don't focus on the scale. By default, if you do that, the scale will take care of itself. Yeah, And, and so you care. focused on loving and taking care of people and serving people. And guess what? The result figured itself out. Right. And so that's, I, that's what I think people miss is we just focus on what we want and just go after what we want than, rather than focusing on what it takes to get what we want. And also acknowledging what it takes outside the gym. Yeah. Okay, I'll go to the gym for 12 months straight, you know, waking up. But outside of the gym, when you're alone, when you have those temptations of bad food or whatnot, are you getting your mind straight? You know, are you are you making sure that you're not overeating or you're eating the right foods. And what's nice is you don't really have to be on a quote unquote diet mm -mm. in order to get shredded. Um, right. Last month I was down in Scottsdale uh, speaking at the, at the upgrade X conference, which in John Madsen that runs superhuman. He's a great friend of mine. Oh, is that the, uh, is that the, NFL dude, yep. it's all jacked and ripped and diced. Yep. But but again, his his he was in he was in, he was in Avengers as well. Is that yeah, where you met yep, him? Yeah. Okay. And he's become a brother. Okay. With me, and I'll tell you what the way that the way that he's doing that has nothing to do with you know hey going to the gym you know getting your get a, getting a bodybuilder you know diet and yeah. workout plan. He helps people get their mind right, and his the the people that are a part of that program. Some of them are 60, 70, 80 years old. Some of them are, you know, 20, 30, mm -hmm. uh, male, female. And they're not just getting into better shape. They're getting completely ripped. And it has very little to do with the workouts that they do. It has yeah. everything to do with their head. Their mindset. And, and telling themselves that they can do it rather than having that, you know, uh, insecure fat boy syndrome. Right. That, that they're not good enough. Mm. Um, the, in, in, in business, I think probably the best thing that I've ever applied or learned or taught was, um, the, the seven levels of energy that when you go to a deal and it's, let's just say, um, I'm representing a, a, a buyer, I'm talking to the seller and the seller tells me, Hey, this is a this is an okay deal for me. Like I feel good enough to do the deal, but the but my buyer is just completely winning. You know, it's it's such a win. Well, in your mind, you're thinking I'm representing the buyer. Like I'm, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a good job. But I can feel I'm such an intuitive person. 
now doing this for years and years and years. A transactional guy would have been like, I could care less what the seller feels. I could care less if the seller says, it's not a good deal for me, but I'm desperate, I'm going to do it. Right. And the buyer's just you know, winning. I mean, the buyer's going to be grateful for you. But that intuition over, over the years of just really feeling it, I'll, I'll take it one step further and I'll say, hey, I, I can feel like you know, there might be some resentment down the road because that's the last thing you want is, a, is somebody to, well, like a landlord to resent a tenant for years and years and years because their broker just outbrokered them. Mm. It happens. So I'll get to know that seller and I'll say, hey, we're, we're winning over here like crazy. I can feel like, you know, you're, you're almost to the point where you're feeling like a win, but it's good enough for you. Let's find a middle ground where we both win. Where do you feel? Because again, this is about the long game. This is the yeah. abundance. It could be that, that, that my guy pays five grand more. That's not even going to affect mm. anything. Mm. It could be as simple as, hey, maybe we split uh, the, the paint cost in the office that might be a couple of thousand bucks, but it's, it's weighing on that, that mm. landlord so much. Yeah. Try thinking about what a, what a, what a landlord or a property owner is going to think about this you know, agent broker on the other side of the table when he said, Hey, let's create this win-win. Where's it at? Well, this is, this is where I feel comfortable. Okay. Guess what? We feel comfortable with that too. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you with my experience, that seller usually calls me after and says, what do I got to do? Have you be my guy? Yeah. Because I want all of my tenants to feel like I love them. Like I care for them that I'm not screwing them over. And when those hard conversations like, Hey, I got to raise your rent. The tenant goes, I understand. Yeah. You know, I know that guy's not trying to, to rake me over. I know that he, he cares about me. It's, it's that one extra thing. It's like, you know, the power of one more is so much. And it's that, what is your secret sauce? So no matter what, even, even if it, the, 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 the roles are, you're just, are taking, flipped. you're just taking care of people and it doesn't matter the people or the person that's yeah. in front of you. It's You're the bigger care of picture. It's the long game Yeah. because you know, you ask, okay, why, why are brokers, some bro brokers making millions in commissions and why are some brokers trying to figure out how, how they can get a deal yeah. and they're working, you know, two jobs and they're just, okay. That's why yeah. it's that, what are they doing extra in, in order to, to, to create that. How are they separating themselves? 100%. Like, like we said, anybody can do a transaction, but what, what makes you different throughout mm -hmm. that transaction? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when you, when you also, when you bring a, a deal to the table, you know, my goal has always been to, to be one that people talk and be like, I, I'm glad that I saw Ryan bring a deal to the table or an LOI. I know for a fact that this could be a real deal. Rather than oh he's just throwing offers from tire yeah tire tire yeah. kickers and you know I educate so much on the front he's end. the low ball guy or he's yeah. this guy or he's or, that no he's yeah the he fair doesn't guy. have real yeah. people he's just throwing offers just to to you know try and I've had uh, ten offers from him and he don't do nothing that's with right it. he doesn't yeah. execute but the the way that you can get there is is educating we talked about this prior to the podcast that the best thing that sales people can do is educate prior, right? You know, set expectations, just like you do with your relationships, yep. set expectations with the people that you work with. Okay. Hey, look, I'm going to list your property in today's market with all the weird things going on. Uh, here's the low. 
And here's the high. Yes, of course we want to go for the high, but if we get an offer at this number, we're going to take it very seriously. You're not going to get greedy. You're not going to think that your property is better. We're going to remove the emotion. Facts are facts. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to push here and I'm not going to try and get there, but I'll tell you what, the market's here and that's the real reality of it. And if you can't take this deal, I'm going to educate you. Let's just hang tight. Well, that doesn't give you a commission, Ryan. Okay, but I care about you because at one day, at one time, at one point, I'm going to get a commission. And if I'm treating you like that with honesty, you're going to tell all your friends. Right? I the go, rich people hang out with rich people. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird, huh? Yeah, they are who they hang <laughs> yep. out with. Yep. You know, um, is there anything that you do on a day-to-day basis that if you don't do, it kind of throws you off? Work out. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. I, I, every, every day before I can make other people feel good and, and serve them and love them to the highest capacity, yeah. even the people that work with me and brokers that, that I encounter with every day, yeah. um, I get myself right. I, yeah. I do a lot of breath work. Um, I meditate. I work out. Mm-hmm. I get Ryan right. And I feel Ryan's cup all the way full. Yeah. How long have you been living a life like that? Have Since you, I was 18. So, it, so you had like your meditation, your day, you had the yeah, same I, kind of morning routine. Well, for a long I, time I haven't, I didn't meditate. It morphed and, yeah. Slowly, like talk about, let's say, you know, from you just being the guy that works out all the time to really refining kind of some of the habits that you feel as though that fill up your cup, because we talk about some of this stuff, right? We tell people, Hey, this is, you know, have some sort of routine that gets you kind of centered and fills up your cup so that you can go out in the world and handle your business. But I just think that this morning routine or any routine is always ever evolving and you're trying to grow out of what you're currently doing into something even greater, right? So it started with the gym every single morning and then you added what? Yeah, I, you, I, you know, I, it, it evolves. It's different every day, honestly. There's, there's days I, I'm a very intuitive person, so there's days that my body is, is not in workout mode, and my body might be in a, in a spiritual mode. So maybe I'm reading a book. Maybe I'm doing breath work, which I've just learned over the, the, the last couple of months how to do it really well. Did I you think, do it with Dr. Um, Shannon? Yeah. yeah. Shannon? She's, yeah, I, awesome. she's awesome. I swear, yeah. I, I was just about to say that because I was like, I think on one of your Instagram stories. It changed my are, life, man. Dude, it, it changed my it life. Incredible. It, 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 the, the problem is, is I do so much for others that I forgot how to receive. Yeah. And I would get complimented or I'd, I'd have all this business or, you know, these awards and they just, I, it was like, oh, I feel bad that I'm the one getting all these. But I, yeah. but I'm grateful for them because I work my guts off. Right. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know why I get them, but I had those barriers because we've been always taught, you know, growing up, especially in Salt Lake city, that mm-hmm. this is how you're supposed to feel. You have to be humble. This is, this is, this is what you don't say. This is what you yeah. don't do. This right. is, this is my expectation of you. And if you do this, then, then this is what's going to happen. Right. Whereas, okay, well, let me control that because I'm, I'm authentic when I love people. Right. I, I'm honest when I say that I'm the first one there and the last one gone. It's the yeah. truth. Um, and Shannon taught me through breath work how to drop those guards down and, and feel mm-hmm. everything. Feel, feel mad. Feel yeah. sad. Right. Feel 
happy. Have you uh, ever done like DMT or ayahuasca stuff? No, I've uh, I've I've played around a little bit with 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 some you know other things that are less you know aggressive aggressive. <laughs> um, I've been invited to do that. I'm open to that, yeah. but even just the the breath work and meditation, I've I've always mm-hmm. been really connected to God, and so I pray hard and and uh, you know I. I'm starting to speak more and influence others and, and, uh, you know, I train brokers and, um, more than anything is I, I want to be that authentic person that, that people can relate to. Right. Because, you know, when I talk about real estate, especially in the corporate world where we're doing underwriting and legal, it's, it's, you're basically like a, a CPA mixed with a lawyer. Right. Like there, that's, not a lot of people can relate to cap rates and underwriting and all this crazy stuff that we do. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you see, oh, that's a big, sweet warehouse, but there's so much that goes that, into that had to go into that, yeah. you know, sm- like smarts and you have your personality and, you know, your tenure in the business. But where I can relate to people is through getting themselves, you know, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I talk about my morning routine. It's about filling your cup before you fill everybody else's cup. And yeah. I've been that guy that's honestly tried to fill your cup and I have nothing in my cup and I'm doing everything I can just to, mm. you know, I'm still pouring. Yeah. Mm. And I realize, man, I can't affect people. They can't feel it as much when I'm not taking that time yeah. for myself. That's why it's so important to yeah. fill your cup up in the morning, in your routine, yeah. in your workout, your breath yeah. work, your meditation, your praying so that you can go and pour into other people's cups throughout yeah. the day. You know what I mean? Empty cup's yeah. not that bad as long as you can refill it the next day. Yeah. And you know <laughs> what? I guess that's <laughs> the goal is to empty the cup, but yeah, make sure cup, that you fucking fill that bitch well, up I'll, the I'll, next I'll day. Tell you, I'll tell you what, yeah. and, and probably the greatest blessing that I that I learned from Shannon was it's okay that you don't have a full cup every day. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. acknowledge it. Yeah. You know, I was I we have such a tough shield. Yeah. You know, especially when you're when you're surrounding yourself with these uh, mega entrepreneurs and these yeah. billionaires and millionaires and yeah. people that are just from the outside, they're just so successful, yeah. you know, and, and the, the, the comment that I get all the time is, Oh, your life just seems so perfect. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. guys, I, I struggle. Well, um, we know your you know, beard is, I, your beard looks good, bro. Yeah, I already told yeah, you, you got that the, George Clooney look gray. already. <laughs> if he wants to, he could go straight GQ on us and just <laughs> get rid of real estate altogether. You guys are funny. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. But no, it's, it's giving yourself permission to feel it all. Well, yeah, the only man, reason why yeah. I asked about the ayahuasca DMT thing or whatever, because me and Kel did it, yeah. you know, I went, you know, to the most amazing place in the world when I did DMT. Um, Kel didn't feel anything, but it, then we did the breath work with Shannon. Yeah. And it's literally like doing drugs. Yep. You're yep. getting high on your own supply yeah, <laughs> of oxygen. Right. Like just breathe well, a lot have of that your own shit. DMT supply in you. In you. And that's what Dude, it was yeah. it was literally I felt the DMT. Kel went somewhere on the breath work. Like he had the full on straight up experience. I had the experience with the DMT and the breath work. And I will tell you right now, the breath work is just as powerful as as a DMT drug. It is. So you don't have to do DMT if that, that's a scary thing or something you don't want to do. You just have to put an hour of work in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Breathing pretty heavy, you know, and 
your body gets all stiff and ice cold and, Start you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, nervous. like, oh, should it, I push farther? I'll tell yeah. you what, the it more that scary. you do it, the faster you can get into that state. Cause there's, yeah. there's days I can get in in a minute and a half wow. and there's days that, it you takes know, like I, 30 minutes to get there uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, that's where the mind comes in. You're like, Hey, so this, did you write like a word down? Just like, I, you yep, know, I like, always have, I always have an intention. Okay. And, uh, it's sometimes they're the same. Sometimes it just depends on, on my what in, my workload is or what's incredible about it is I wrote down the word peace, right? I, I honestly believe every human on the planet, that's really all they want, right? You people chase lots of money. Why? Because they think it could buy them happiness. In other words, peace, right? Sure. Like it's going to give them all of these things. So I wrote down the word peace and uh, as I was getting deep into the breath work, the message says, well, you can't have peace, dude. And I'm like, well, why? Because you like control. You can't have control and have peace. Those two things are complete opposites. You need to decide what you want. If you want true peace, you have to give up control. You have to be okay with whatever the outcome is, no matter what the outcome is, and just be at peace. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to control too much, you can't be at peace because now you're trying to control everybody else, every situation, and there's going to be things that happen that you don't have control over that's going to fluster you. Therefore, you can't have peace if you try to retain control. So you have to actually let go a little bit in order to have peace. And then it went one step further. Why do I need control? Do I have the need to be needed? Do I, does that feel good to me to have people reach out to me and need me? Does it make me feel important? Does it tickle my ego? Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's what's cool thing about like breath work and getting deep into some of that shit. Yeah. Some of the answers just become so vivid and yeah. so clear as you get deep into the breath work. It's like, oh, well, if you want to do that, you just got to do this, you idiot. You know, well, why do I got to do that? And then it goes one step further and literally it just unlocks. Yeah, a that's bunch the power of crazy, in it. I, so I've tried, answers. I've tried to do some like breath work on my own and, and it's good and it's healthy. But it's like when you're doing it with Shannon, it's like, whoa, oh my dude. God. It's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been able to go as deep as yeah. when I do with her. I've even done it. There's a guy locally here that puts together um, like little breathwork sessions. Actually, they're pretty big. There's like 70 people there. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife went to it. And I, it, it was a different technique. And I, I yeah. something. she's pretty gifted. She's she, fucking she, Because I've yeah, experienced other people. Dude. I've tried to do it myself. But like. And we've had her at our own masterminds. We've done it a few times with her now. Yeah. Um, and it's like, dude, it's, she's pretty gifted at what she does. No, she is. And, and one one thing that... Why that, did you do it? Well... What were you seeking? I I do so much for others. I'm I'm such a giver and a giver and a giver. And, you so know, you I... I you you know, and, and, I, and I talk about customer service and loving people. And, and honestly, it got to the point where... I was feeling like I was taking a, being taken advantage of yeah. not only by, you know, people that were working for me, but you know, the, the success and the, the, the deal flow and, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just, you know, I've never been a guy that's like, gimme, 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 gimme. I've right. always been like, oh, I feel bad for you. Like, here's a deal. Yeah. You know, I know that you're working your guts off. You just don't get it. Here you go. Yeah. And then it was, and then it would turn into, well, I need more. And, and I'm like, well, can't you just be grateful for the, just the like, I'm bone. literally just facilitating and, and, and it fills my cup to facilitate. Right. But when you do it and I was having a hard time receiving, I wasn't mm-hmm. receiving at all. When I'd get a compliment, I'd be like, oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, and, 
because I was always a giver. Yeah. I had I hadn't cried for you know fifteen or twenty years. I was losing my grandma, yeah. which you know was everything to me, and I I uh, I I just needed to surrender, and I didn't know how. Yeah. And so I met Shannon obviously through Avengers, Avengers. and um, you didn't did we, you do the breath work when I mean because me and Kel that's where uh, we met her is yeah, at Avengers yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 she did it again. Yeah, she, she did it again. But I I oh. took my team down like on a on a retreat down to Scottsdale, awesome, and that's, and that's we went cool. to Cody's office and did it, and yeah. and it was it was more you know personal touch. Yeah. So that so, and I just gave myself permission just to feel it all. And I didn't care at that point if, you know, I was going to freak out or be pissed or, you know, cry. You were willing to do anything to get I, out of I this was issue. so ready to take that next step in my life because I know that there's so much that I have to offer. And, you know, but in, in you know, podcasts or speaking or whatever, I want to be authentic. I don't want just to tell people, you know, here's my flex. I want to tell people what it takes to get to, to the place that they want to be to get to the flex. And, and I'll tell you what, you want to know how many times I've had to fall on the ground and scrape and scrape and be the lowest of lows that people don't hear about. It's yeah. not talked about much, but yeah. in order to, to even get close to the top, like there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot mm-hmm. of struggles. There's, you know, marriage problems, kid problems. There's all of the things that you go through that you just don't talk about. Yeah. And I wanted to be that authentic person so that I could relate yeah. Again, like I kept, I keep saying that real estate's what I do. It's how I make my money, but it's not who I am. And I wanted to showcase in, in order to relate to people, yeah. whether they were new in business or they were, you know, the CEO of Kroger, it didn't matter that, that we could, we could relate on a lot of different things. And that breath work really just allowed my, my guards to just drop. Yeah. And, um, I learned then that my love, love language was, um, words of affirmation. Mm. It, 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 it's a, it, so it, when it, I told you that you have a perfect beard and you could be made me feel good, good, it did, <laughs> but you know, it's the and, truth because I wouldn't say that to an ugly fucker <laughs> sitting across the room. Well, we're twins, bro. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my reflection right there <laughs> behind you, actually. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, just get you damn. You're <laughs> but, but I, uh, but I learned to, uh, ex- ex- accept, you know, receive when it was, Hey, you, you totally scored for our company rather than, oh, it's no big deal. I, yeah. I say, I, I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I worked my guts off for yeah. it. You know, and, and so many people will, will say, well, you have no idea what I did. I started telling people what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, okay. It wasn't just 15 minutes of a phone call that got you that $100,000 commission. Yeah. Because brokers get stereotyped of, well, you're they just, just a broker. Let me, let me, let me just sell sign. And then somebody calls yeah. them and then they do a or, deal or, or landlords will, will be, Oh, well that only took you 15 minute phone call and you're making a hundred grand. Like that's not fair. Well, I started educating people and, and receiving, Hey, thank you for uh, saying that. That actually makes me super happy because I've been cultivating that relationship for 12 years Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's taken you two years of trying to just get to that person before because you didn't want to pay a commission to finally call me. And in the first phone call, he picked up why, because it, for 12 years, I've had that relationship yeah. and I monetized on that relationship. And sometimes it takes 15 minutes and sometimes it takes 15 months. Yeah. And so, um, it's the value 
that you put in. Right. And, and, and honestly, the greatest thing that anyone could do to, to become more successful or more noticed because it's not about what you know, it's about who knows you and one or, or who you know and one step further, who knows you. Right. Mm. Right. Reputation. And, and, and what you're doing about that and what yeah. good that you're doing. So I ask myself the question every day, who do I want to be? You can be anybody you want to be. Who yeah. is it? Yeah. It's not who mom wants you to be. It's not who this person wants you to be or your partner wants you to be. It's who Ryan wants you to be. Right. And so go do it yeah. and drop the guards. Yeah. You know, give yourself permission to do everything. Yeah. So, you know, I said I hadn't cried in 15 or 20 years because of those guards. Yeah. Right. It's it's how we grew up. It's just mm-hmm. the the bubble that we live in. And there's nothing wrong with it. Right. And now I'm way more emotional. Yeah. I, I can relate to my kids better. I can relate to, you know, my relationships better. I can relate to my clients better. I can tell people, hey, I'm struggling. Yeah. You know, like like the Sean Whalens of the world that have become like brothers to me. I could call him and say, I'm struggling. And you'd think he'd be like, get, get, get going. Like, cause he's just a tough Quit guy, right? Man- yeah, manly man. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Ryan, me too. Yeah. Let's talk. And there's more people in the world that you might think are just nothing but flex, but they're just dudes like us right? that, that have big hearts. They just don't know how to drop their guards. Yeah. And so that breath work, honestly, and, and, and you, you meditate during your breath work. Cause that's really what it is, is you're, you're tapping into a different person of right. yourself, yeah. a higher person, a higher person that and, has all and, the answers. Yeah. And you, and you, you write down peace. Well, having money brings you a little bit of peace because you're not scrambling to make, make your bills. Right. But look what you can do with, with the money to create peace. Right. You know, the wealthy people or the rich people are the ones that, that are changing the world right. in reality. Mm-hmm. And so, but getting myself right has, has only escalated my income, yeah. you know, and, and my income isn't, you know, I don't want to be a tenant chaser, a, a, yeah. a broker the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I enjoy what I do. I'll do it forever and ever. I'm never going to retire. I'm always going to be productive. You always be in but a deal I, here or there. Guys, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working to build wealth for my yeah. family because wealth makes money when you're sleeping. Right. And it makes money when you're in the ground. Absolutely. And uh, that that's the influence I want to have on my oh, kids. That's one thing that I've seen with um, some agents that, that make a lot, a lot of money. They start living the lifestyle of uh, a, a high performing agent, mm-hmm. um, but they don't necessarily diversify or create, you know, additional sources of income, you know, taking the money that they're making and make investments. So they're going to have to do these deals or transactions for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. They've just kind of settled into that groove. This is what I do. This is what I'll do for 40 years rather than potentially using it as a vehicle to create a second or third or fourth stream of income and talking to you before the show. I mean, you do a whole bunch of different stuff. You do your own land deals or your own, you know, your own side stuff. And so that's probably also been able to help you compound your wealth even more rather than just staying on the, Hey, let's just buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. What can I do for me? Right. Will you, do you talk a lot about that with like some of your younger brokers, like saying, Hey, Guys, long vision, what are you guys trying to do? Use this as a vehicle to create wealth rather than a vehicle just to live off of. Absolutely. And, and the only way that I've been able to in the last couple of years talk to them is by applying it myself. Because yeah. you can talk the talk, if you're, but if you're not walking the walk yeah. and you're not doing it and you can't show them, yeah. it's a completely different story. 
So you can tell somebody to go to the gym if you weigh 400 pounds and it's probably... Yeah, just go to the gym, dude. Yeah, I got all the answers. Go <laughs> you know, to the gym. And, and, you know, I, I got sick in 2020 with, with some colon issues and lost, you know, all my muscle. I was, I was so little. I was like 140 pounds. And, but yet I was completely shredded. I couldn't work out. I had no energy. I couldn't eat because it would just come right back up. Yeah. And... Look like you know, Brad Pitt it, and it was Fight like, Club, dude. It, exactly. Just and it was, well, how, how in the world? I said, it's the six inches of real estate between my ears. That's why I stayed shredded. It's because I looked in the mirror and I said, it doesn't matter what challenge God's going to give you. You're only, he, he, it, it's, it's you. Yeah. Are you, are you going to be a, a, you know, a one that just says, oh, it's God's fault? No. God's given me a, a test and it's because he knows I'm strong enough to do it. So let's mm -hmm. see how strong I am. And, you know, I went to lots of doctors. I got on lots of medicine, like nothing was working. Colonoscopy, endoscopy, all these different things. Every doctor in the world, yeah, you have this. No, I don't have this. Like I'm so intuitive of how I feel. How did I get over it? How did I start putting on weight? My head. Yeah. I started saying, you can do this, right? I was praying. I have faith, which is great. But again, let's just say Still you don't believe do in, yeah, yeah, let's just say you don't believe in God. The universe is giving me a challenge. Yeah. Am I going to surrender or am I going to step up? And uh, it, it, you can apply it into business is when the hard, when the hard times come like a COVID, dude, just turn your hat backwards and say, okay, yeah. where can I get creative? Where can I bless people? People need me more than, 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 I need people. Right. So it, again, it's, it's in order to go and serve and fill those cups and get creative, you got to do stuff in the back, in the background yeah. where yeah. no one's looking and that's, you know, getting up, whether you work out in the morning or at the night, but getting your head straight and, and just being authentic. And yeah. again, it doesn't come easy. It's hard. I, I still struggle every day with certain things. Well, that, that's that why inner you have bitch the routine voice. Yeah. Is because you struggle. And that's what people but need you to understand. you acknowledge it. Yeah. Again, I, through breath work, I go, okay, I'm feeling this way because of this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas three or four or five or 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, this is a moment where I need to just get depressed. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, okay, I We're acknowledge it. it. Yeah. I'm grateful for these, these feelings that I have. I want to kill someone, yeah. but I know exactly what to do because I'm in, I'm in full control of that headspace, and you know, I how can to reset it. Yeah. I can turn this and just change the ingredients a little bit and deliver a healthy meal rather than this completely being a shit pie. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, but it, it, it comes with practice. It comes with confidence. It comes with giving yourself some grace, which I never did. It, it was always my fault. It was always me. I'll take the blame, you know, in, in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's not a bad thing, but, but, it, but at the same time, you, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, if I, that's the guy that you are. Exactly. Or gal that you are, yeah. like you could take so many arrows yeah. in the yeah. back or whatever, but make sure that, you know, you're working yeah. on you so that you're strong enough to continue yeah. to do so. Well, I feel like what we've talked about here today, I mean, ultimately it's the greatest strategy in business ever. Right. But also in life, like, and I can so relate to so many things, but in a nutshell, um, I've been on both sides of, of just like you, like, you know, you just take, take, take to just learn, learn, learn to grow, grow, grow. And 
you become you just you become unfulfilled and then you become this great giver which is uh, again one of the greatest strategies ever of business and you just give 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 and i've been in the same boat where it's like you can't even receive a compliment right and and then you just have nothing left to give and i read this book beyond positive thinking where it talks about you know like really if you want to become where you're at right now um, and you're such a great example of if you want to become this this great human that has a thriving ecosystem around him you have to be like a pond with the law of circulation because if you're a pond that just takes water in and then boom it just nothing nothing lets nothing out you become stale you become poisoned everything that would be in that pond like maybe some frogs or some plants around it, it's just going to die or it's going to leave right and then at the same time if you open up that floodgate and you just give till there's nothing left to give well now you're just a dried up pond with nothing again and again everything around it dies and so you have to really focus on becoming a circulating pond a stream that will receive mm -hmm. fill up and a stream that will let out and fill up other other ponds below it right? right and that's really like always stuck with me when i read it that way i was like man that's so true and that really is the ultimate way to succeed in not just business but life is how can i receive well and take care of me and how can i give well and fill up other ponds as well and that's kind of what we talked about in this whole entire episode mm. and it's just it's such a blessing one to have you here today and it's so cool to see you popping up on our social media and in our feeds and seeing our circles and yeah. i just love what you're doing too and just talking about the things that you're talking about because that's what really more people need to know about you know like they're either in that taking mode and they just don't know how to they don't know how to give right or they're in that give 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 mode and they just don't know how to receive right and so i just think the message has been super badass today and and it's really just awesome to well i, like I, I bring mean, a full yeah, circle yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. just Appreciate such a cool that. conversation yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and we don't have these conversations all the time a lot no. of times it's you know promoting or uh somebody because they have a cool product or they have a cool message but this whole entire message is just super valuable and if everybody could adopt that or put some focus on it you know, like their, their lives literally will change. It's like the quickest way to change. Well, what you yeah. said is an ecosystem. Yeah. You were talking about an ecosystem. So what type of ecosystem are you creating for your life that's equal, right? Where you can give and that you could receive right. just as, just as well, he's talking one. about. And, and, right. Because sometimes we get caught up on one side, whether it's just giving or just receiving or whatever it is. And it's just so one-sided. Just like mm -hmm. there's a yes, there's a no. Just like there's a heaven, there's a hell. There's a yin and there's a yang things have to come back into balance. And if you get so far off one side, you end up finding some low spots, right? right? That's why that balance of that yin and that yang, that give and that receive, those are important. You give, you should acknowledge the receipt of the things, whether it's accomplish, uh, an accomplishment or uh, somebody acknowledging, so an acknowledgement, whatever it is, receive that so that you have the ability to actually have the capacity to even give more because again, when somebody's trying to fill up your cup, take it. Yeah. Well, and something you know? your, your listeners should be aware of is not a lot of people uh, give themselves the grace uh, because they look at, you know, individuals like in my business, you know, my business bears uh, good fruit when you work hard. Right. You know, it's, it's commission based. You can, you can make hay or you can make nay. Yeah. And, but this, this applies You've to the, the, thanks. This, yeah, this, thanks this so applies much. to the school teacher. This applies to the janitor. This yep. applies to, you know, Absolutely. any individual that, that you, you can be an influence 
in more ways than you know it to be when you when you're filling your cup and you're you're leading with love and and that's hard because you know the definition of happiness isn't money the definition of happiness is being fulfilled in every aspect of your life and filling right and uh you know and 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 most people stop at oh well i could never accomplish what he's accomplished but you know what it's probably because you haven't failed like i've failed right yep you have to go through it you have to go through stuff like people go through that that mode of just earning the commission and 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 then they have to get real yeah. with themselves and yeah. feel like oh my gosh i'm just taking before they can become a giver and then you know i have to feel what it's like yeah. to give and not receive in and order don't to, don't stop you know? when you're down yeah you know because you know when i got sick i could have stopped yeah there, there were many times i did not want to be on this earth i i had no energy i felt like you know, my kids would be better without me. Yeah. My business would be better without me. I yeah. have nothing to give. And I and uh, I just realized, you know what? Quit complaining. Quit letting that inner bitch voice that, that you heard all growing up dictate you. Yeah. When you know that this is just a period of time. So what did I do? I just started being honest with yeah. people because they were they were like, "Is everything okay?" I mean, I'm 60, right. 60 pounds in twenty five thirty days. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you don't have any fat on you, yeah. it, it's it's a challenge. And and you know what I did? I just started being authentic. Yeah. Hey, I'm going through a lot right now. It's yeah. it's my health. Um, thank goodness I have amazing people right. that work with me. Yeah. And, and that, that's me. a new lesson right there. If you're not honest, you won't ever, you can't receive the help that you actually need until the honesty is present. When you probably said, yo, yeah, I am dealing with shit, but your team rallied around you rather than saying, oh, well, our leader's not healthy. Let's go somewhere else. Even your clients, even yeah. my clients were, you know, and, and when you're, when you're serving and loving people and you're authentic, because again, you're filling their cups, how many of my clients the, the, the biggest clients, the smallest clients would just show up yeah. at my house. Just to check I'm in here on for you. you. Yeah. I don't care about business. I'm here for you. I'm not leaving you. Yeah. You know, when I'm discouraged that, oh, well, maybe this might affect something because I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. Well, I've trained my team well, but I, I'm putting all my eggs in their basket. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm going through the motions, but I think you, a lot it, of people it, go through that, though, just as entrepreneurship. They go about it the wrong way. They grind themselves into the ground. And then right before they're ready to quit and give up, they say, well, it's either quit and give up or I've got to find a better way to do this. You get so desperate yep. that you start actually experimenting with self and saying, okay, well, I'm going to quit. And this is the way I've been doing it. So if I keep doing that, this is the result. I have no other choice that if I don't want to quit, I've got to find a new way to live. There you go. Right. And so we in usually at the lowest of lows of lows is when the best things happen because you have no other choice. You have to make a change or it's all said and done. And then you start creating different routines, habits, breath work, putting the lab coat on, trying shit for Ryan yep. that fills up Ryan's cup. And guess what? It might not be breath work for some, I would say it is probably for a hundred percent of people, but <laughs> whatever, just for the sake of saying it, like maybe getting up and working out is, is not somebody's thing. Maybe it's getting up and just going for a walk or yeah. yoga or stretching or yep. just the breath work. But the idea is to put the lab coat on and figure out what makes you feel best in your body, in your mind, in your soul. This is something that you're stuck with for the rest of your life you might as well start playing with it a little bit and, and being honest and yeah. saying, 
well, that does feel good. Okay, I want to do more of that. Yeah, and ask oh, for oh, help. This too. feels good. Oh, I'm going to do more of that. And then you start creating routines. And even then, there's always little experiments that happen. I'm going to throw this curveball into my routine and see if I like it. Yeah. Right. And so that's really what what happens after you start seeing some success. You've made money, but yet you feel like this big. You're like, okay, well, all that money's not making me feel great. So maybe I need to focus on actually feeling great so that I can continue to make this type of money. Well, right? the most beautiful thing that happened to me during that time is, you know, all of the years and years and years that I've, I've told, asked people, what can I do to, to, to do, you know, serve you, help you? Yeah. Um, it was reciprocated. It was, hey, Ryan, what yeah. can I do to serve and help you? Yeah. And instead of going, oh, nothing, I'd say, you know what, you could do this. Well, maybe or, you, you needed that you experience so oh that you gosh. could, like that happened yes. for you. So that you could, you have the ability to live a more fulfilled life and actually be where yeah. you're at now. Maybe the Ryan that if he never experienced that low, wouldn't have experimented. Therefore, yeah. you would have just been cold, dry, emotionless for the next 15 yeah. years, right? Yeah. I never gave myself permission to receive. Yeah. And that was a moment that, that God or whoever it was gave you me had that to challenge have that, that I had to learn yes. how to receive. You know, yeah. when you pray to, to become humbled or more sensitive, God's not just going to give you, you know, humility and sensitivity. He's going to put things in your way that's going to force you to be that way. Yeah. And, 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 and again, you got to do the work. And so um, I'm grateful for those experiences, yeah, no you doubt. know, and uh, it's, it's just made myself uh, it's a lot easier more, on the other more side aware. to say it. But, yeah. like, I, I think some of the, even the best people in the world – uh, even when they're at lows, like in their brains turning on them, they still kind of have this other side of their mind. Like I'm still in the fight. I'm still in the fight. I can do something. I need to make the tweaks or changes. Yep. Right. I was just um, talking about Tony Robbins with Justin Prince. And he was like, did you know his vocal cords blew out? I'm like, I didn't know that. And he's like, dude, he's here. He is the probably blew out. Most people would say he's the top yeah, yeah, speaker yeah. in the yeah, world. Yeah, sure. And be hard he, to dispute it. When you go to his events, I mean, he's 12 hours of, yeah. oh, you know, for like three days straight. Well, his years and years of doing that, his vocal cords had worn down to where they're hanging by nothing. Boom. They blew out. And doctors literally told him like, dude, you're not going to speak anymore. It's going to be tough to like whisper. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, like he, all the work that he's put into his mind and the, the power of his mind is like, no, nah, I'm going to overcome this. And he's still out there speaking. His vocal cords are shredded dude, to this day. Wow. But he still finds a way to I speak. No yeah. Physically, that's impossible, right? And it's like, but mentally, well, same with Joe he figured out how to do it. You know, so it's kind of, I mean, but that's the, the mind, thing is when you live yeah. like this, intentionally like this way we're talking about, and you give yourself permission and you create like a mind that's that powerful, like you can overcome anything. Yeah, you know? the mind is so powerful. I, I, I would say the last nugget would be, um, that that's, you know, my, well, two things, my, my core principles are, uh, make a lot of money, which people usually judge in order to help a lot of people. And yeah. number two, have a look to where you could be a GQ model if you ever retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's number three? Have a lot of fun. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. And, and one of the principles on my wall that we walk by every day it's an absolute non-negotiable, whether it's in business, in life, in a listing appointment, in a podcast, is be 100% present in everything that you do. Whether you have 10 minutes with your son, you know, or, hey, daddy, put your phone down, like, put your phone down, communicate, yeah. hey, I've got 10 minutes, and then I got to jump on this call. 
give them 10 minutes, be a hundred percent present yeah. in everything you do, whether it's date night, whether it's, you know, a listing, whether yeah. it's a podcast and, uh, your world will change just so by make doing money, that one little thing. Make money, have fun, be present. Yeah. yeah. Make, make money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun and be a hundred percent present in everything that you do. Yeah. I think yeah. I finally, who said it? Be where your feet are. Who yeah. said that? Was that Ed or somebody? Anyway, the, that's, yeah, that's I mean, we always powerful. hear be present, yeah. but for yeah. some reason when yeah. I heard that, that yeah. way, like unlocked yeah. it for me, like, dude, be where yeah. your feet are, duh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go, it's like, go, yeah. go down the oh, rabbit hole with yeah. yourself on that because yeah. it, you'll, you'll realize, oh, yeah. I, well, I a spent, lot of people aren't present. Yeah. Let's be real. No, they're they're distracted by something else, their thoughts in something else. They're in their phone. They're, they're, I mean, that's just the world, the way the world's designed. It's actually designed to pull your focus we were just talking, and, and I'll say this as the last thing to say, uh, just wrapping up. You know, I'm reading, uh, rereading the book, The Brain, for the third time because I didn't highlight everything, so I was pissed. <laughs> um, so I wanted to go through and highlight all the good stuff, you know. And so now that's what I'm doing is going through all my old books, highlighting everything so that when I want to open it up and find nuggets, that I have the ability to do that quickly, right? Um, but there's a section in there, and I think that everybody could relate to this. In moments in life, if you're falling or you had a car accident or whatever, it feels as though that time slows down. It's almost like you experienced it in slow motion, right? And there's people saying, oh, I like had a near-death experience. The car, I was flying in slow motion and then hit the ground or whatever it is. And a lot of people have that same uh, thing happen right before something scary, right? Mm-hmm. And they've, they've done plenty of different studies on it. Um, and... What it is, is that your brain takes all the energy and all the focus on everything else that it's doing and collapses it. It says, holy shit, we have a problem. Focus on that one problem. Whether it's a car, you know, and you're seeing it in slow motion. It's not happening in slow motion. Is you're actually taking in detail of the situation at a magnified level because your focus has intensified to you it feels like it's in slow motion because of how focused you are so if you could actually control your brain and and focus a hundred percent of your attention on one thing forever you would be walking through this world like the world's in slow motion it's it goes by so quick right now because we're not completely and a hundred percent focused so the power of focus is it actually has the ability to slow down time and make you that much greater and that much more powerful and take in the detail. So when you're talking about being present, that's a, that's an element of focus. And you have the ability to take in more detail in that moment, whether it's through a conversation or whatever it is. But the power of focus is true and it's real. And it shows you in a life and death situation how much focus your brain can actually put on one thing to the point where it feels like you're slowing down time when time didn't even slow down. That's how great total sense. That's so powerful. So when you have the ability to remove as many distractions as you possibly can from your life and stay focused on whatever it is you're doing, you have the ability to succeed at a greater level. So how you felt on Hollywood tower of terror, Oh my God, bro. That's like a your... fucking dude. The Tower <laughs> of Terror. I watched him. I've never seen Trevor that scared before. <laughs> bro, I don't fuck around with like heights and shit. Have like, you I'll been on the Guardians of the I'll, Galaxy I'll, I'll, yet? That's oh, what dude. it was. It yeah. was yeah, that's, that's what awesome. it was. It was that one's bullshit. Yeah, the old Hollywood Tower of Terror. I, I see that you're getting your pilots working on your pilot's license. <laughs> yeah. I started doing that too. I was like a 42 hours, 43 hours right now. 
the FAA fucked with me a little bit because I have four DUIs on my record. Okay. I was a little reckless when I was younger, um, <laughs> you could say. Uh, my record would say, you know. Yeah, you I don't, I don't think I was up. that reckless. I mean, I just got caught all four times. That was it. You know, I swear. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, that was really uh, good, though. But, yeah. like, I don't, I don't mind, like, like, heights if I'm in control. Right. You see what I'm saying? When I strapped up to a fucking... Whatever that tower elevator. is, or elevator. whatever, yeah, if, you know, dropping elevator, you know, like I don't feel like I'm in any control. So that's the peace situation sure. that I that I struggle with. Like, I just I, I gotta feel like you know it's me and it's not like some random ass thing. So when I'm yeah. dropping, like stalling the plane, have yeah. you had to stall the plane yet? Yeah, yeah. that's some bullshit. Yeah, right? where you're focusing straight up and all of a sudden go 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 go. And yeah. then the plane starts dropping and you yeah. jam the, and start getting <laughs> yeah. the gas going. Yeah. I'm like, he's it, like, you want to stall again? I'm like, no, nah, not yeah. really. Right it, rudder, right rudder. It, you know, so it doesn't tip. It, it's a trip. It it's is a trip. a trip. It's fun as hell yeah. though. It is. I mean, <laughs> so the, the, cool. he, he, my, my pilot instructor is such a stud. He needs to. I know he's videoing he's, you. My old guy would like put the phone. Oh, like, he's so cool. Shit. And we just, we talk like this up there and he, yeah. he was like, okay, we're going to stall the plane. And I want you to, to take this as if you would a, a really tough situation in real estate. What do you do? Do you panic or do you take a deep breath and just go slow? Yeah. Planes are made to fly, not wreck. Yeah. It's usually pilots air. Well, it's always it pilots air. Pretty much, and yeah. so he's like, okay, plane stall, take a deep breath. Okay. And I, I, I could relate. He, he allowed me to relate to a situation that I'm used to. Mm. So I was like, okay, all right. Even though like you, I hate heights. I hate, you know, falling like that. Um, yeah, but there was a, there was a deeper principle, yeah. like it all went away mm. and I got into my head and I was like, okay, I'm present in the moment. And, uh, has he pulled the throttle back yet and said yeah. engine failure? Yeah. Crazy. Like random, randomly. Yeah. Like those fire things, in the front. Those things can coast. So far, yeah, and what people know don't know, and, it's, and it seems like this heavy thing. They're made to fly, man. They're made mm -hmm. to fly, yep. and he goes, "Do you think that we could make that airport?" I'm like, "There's no way." Yeah, it's, it's we were at San Hollow, and he wanted us to go all this with a hurricane airport. I'm like, "There's no." He's like, "Just try it." I'm like, "Okay," yeah. you know, and we got close, but then there was a plane taking off, and he's like, "All right, throttle up." You yeah, know, we yeah, would have made yeah. it. You know, it's cool. And so he was like <laughs> demonstrating because you think if a plane don't have an engine, it's just going to be a hunk of metal and go straight down. And, but these things just will just coast yep. for yep. miles. And yeah, miles. It's, it's really fun. neat. It's really it's, neat. It's super cool. It's been to a learn good about. experience. Anyways, I guess we could talk about piloting now for <laughs> a while if we really wanted yeah, to. I'm really about passionate. That. About I know that. it's fun as shit. Yeah, it's dude. really fun. It's like, been fun for get me. Get your pilot's license and then go get your instructor license and sign off on my shit. Let's go. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. So I'll just have yeah. an easier way to get down here. Yeah, all the exactly. time uh, exactly let us borrow your plane anytime yeah so <laughs> anytime uh, no dude it's been awesome having you on the show it's been awesome getting to know you and who you yeah. really are you outside well. of just the smiling pretty face <laughs> and the lots of money right there's an individual behind all of that right like we can make assumptions looking at your instagram this is a rich good looking dude that has a, a bright future that probably didn't really have to deal with uh, as much, right? Sure. Like a lot of people want to like slap that label and say, well, it was easier for him or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Right. So to be able to peel that back and, and, and look under the hood and, and get to know you has been. been oh, awesome. Trevor, yeah. Trevor's like, Hey, Ryan, this Ryan Flint's coming in for a podcast. I'm like, yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't, I didn't know your name. So I went and looked you up on Instagram. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've been seeing your face pop up around, dude. Mm -hmm. And then, anyway, it's just cool, man, to, to yeah. get to know you. And, and then know all this. such a blessing. Like, I know. I'm glad yeah. you're getting out there more because the world Yo. needs more of 
people like you. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Out yeah, there, just, out there, shooting their message. Out yeah, there, right? shine light on breathing and loving and caring and you know some of the fugazi fugazi shit that people just think is nothing. Right? Uh, they're still focused on the transaction. You're, you've ascended past that to a whole nother level, right? And and I think that more people need to try to shoot for that. Right. So that they can feel fulfilled and be rich rather than just be rich and miserable. Right. That's right. So how do, how does somebody connect with you if they want to reach out to you, if they have a question, whether it's about real estate, whether it's about business, about your life, anything yeah. in regards to, you know, on, honestly, just, just find me on Instagram. And then, you know, if there's a, a real connection, I'll, I'll give my personal information out from there and, and develop that relationship. What's your that Instagram way. handle? Uh, at real Ryan Flint. Okay. That'll be in the show notes as well. So make sure if you want to connect with him, he's a good guy to connect with. As you could tell, he'll, uh, he'll send a little bit of love your way. Yeah, if you, you send him a message, make sure you show him a little bit of RBO love and thank him for coming on. Guys, other than that, make sure that you're leaving reviews, you're sharing the show, all the typical normal shit that every podcast says at the end. Do all of those things. Uh, and other than that, we'll see you next week. Kick ass. Take care. Yep. Peace gang, out. gang.